0: Sometimes in life we just suffer, sometimes it's from being totally withdrawn, or so much stressed that we are totally anxious, or so tired that we are totally burnt out. But our current position is not our final destination. No, indeed. There's hope. So whether it's your personal life, your career, your relationship, your business, or your job, we say there's reason to believe again. And we present from Andy's Personal Development, the breakout room. It's the place for health, happiness, Spirit. Stay tuned for more. Our next guest in the breakout room is a nutrition mindset coach, dietitian, and certified intuitive eating counsellor. The name is Shelly Najjar. She will teach you the tongue-body-brain alignment. This is our guest. She says, find what works for you and do more of that. As well as, today, I am giving myself permission to be a work in progress. So, Let's welcome this inspired nutrition specialist, Shelly Najjar, live in the breakout room. So we are live in the breakout room and Shelly is with us. Shelly, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, thank you, Andy, how are you?
0: I'm good, thanks for asking. So we're glad to have you on and we're looking forward for some valuable information on something that so many people struggle with. You know, it's the saying that goes around the world, your health is your wealth. And so many people seem to struggle with health because they want to create a lifestyle that says, you know what, I'm enjoying what's happening with me and I can move on to do the things that I really need to do. But there comes a the struggle. So you're going to help us today to deal with some of those struggles. It's your area of core competence, and we appreciate you coming on. So tell us a bit about yourself, your history, um, where you began, and the things that you decided to do, and how that has impacted upon your life today. Ah,
1: thanks. Those are big questions. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to start off. So <laughs> I... I Uh, Right now, like you said, I'm a nutrition mindset coach and dietitian, and I practice from a unique perspective um, where I say that, you know, you can be healthy at any size, and we're going to help you Uh find out where that is for you. Um, Okay. Before, I was trained as a traditional dietitian, though. Um, So, you know, weight loss, like intentional weight loss, and telling you foods not to eat and to eat. and basically just shaming people for their food, unintentionally, like well intended, but not helpful. So I, I changed my mind. Um, I got introduced to the concept in college, but really in uh, my first job out of the out of my degree in college, um, I graduated, I got a job at the hospital where I was working um, during school. And it was just like a nightmare. Like you see, patients come in, and they want to improve their health, right? Or, or sometimes they're not even thinking about that, because they just had this horrible thing happen to them. And they're really thinking about like, wow, I'm so grateful to be alive. And that was a lot of stuff. And everything is overwhelming. And now here comes the dietitian, you know, oh, I see you're eating this and this, you should not be eating that you should eat whatever instead. And They're like, I almost died. What are you talking about? And even the ones who are like, yeah, I almost died. I'm really excited to change my life and I want to eat differently. And so they would change in the hospital. Then they would go home and there was no follow-up and there was no, our instructions weren't helpful instructions and our Mm -hmm. approach was not a helpful approach. And we were setting people up for failure essentially. And so I I just couldn't do that anymore. Um, And so I left that job and kind of started exploring that possibility where, Health is actually more attainable with fewer food restrictions and you can have an enjoyable life and be healthy. Um, So that's where I am now, and that's kind of how I got there.
0: Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing, Shelley. So did you personally have any struggles with uh, proper diet, nutrition, um, weight loss, and stuff like that? Did you have an experience, a personal experience with any of those things?
1: Um, I did in... In kind of some funny ways, like I um, have some food allergies and they weren't diagnosed um, as a kid I, they actually developed like a little bit later. And so I, and I hadn't heard about this, this type of food allergy before. And, and so I was reading um, that almonds are really good for you. And so yeah. I was like, okay, almonds, I need to eat some almonds. I don't even like the taste of almonds. <laughs> um, but they're good for me. So right. I found out like how many almonds were supposed to be good for you each day. And I started eating almonds. I've never eaten that many almonds before. Cause again, I don't really like them. Um, yeah. turns out I'm allergic to them. So, mm. um, that was not a good situation to be in. And so they may be like objectively a food that contains a lot of nutrients that are helpful for the human body, but <laughs> for me as an individual almonds are not a helpful food right they're not they're not actually right. that great for me so it's one of those things that as i you know as i adjusted to the food allergies and some other conditions and i started learning more about nutrition and away from the restriction piece and a lot of the like impulsive eating kind of calmed down a little bit yeah. It's like, oh, this really works. This works for me. Like, I don't have to have this life where I'm like trying to keep track of everything and, and, you know, feeling so constrained and yeah. so I started applying it to my patients. And, um, and as I learned it, like they started getting better results because it's, it's so funny. Cause it's not something we think about like, Oh, if you just say that you, you can allow yourself to eat any foods, like really it's okay.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, like Sunday you know midday from this time to this time if it's not raining but like really anytime it's okay to take away that restriction to bring yourself into freedom and then it actually like you calm down and it's not the big deal anymore that it used to be right yeah so yeah it it was really interesting though because I I wouldn't have said I had a problem with food but I had some things that were just you know in our culture and Um, were
0: causing more drama than they needed to be. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, that's intriguing. Now, you said that your expertise is helping busy women to develop a healthy and stress-free relationship with food. Tell us a bit about that because I know that there are a lot of ladies who would be very much interested in that kind of uh, advice in terms of their career, their personal life and stuff. Tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah, so, you know, you emphasize the stress-free part. Um, uh-huh. And I think it's it's so interesting because some people will come in, like at the beginning when they work with me, they would say, yes, for sure, eating is stressful or, or figuring out what to eat is stressful. But a lot of women, they don't actually, they wouldn't say that about their food, right? They would say, I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed, you mm-hmm. know, my life is stressful, But they're not necessarily noticing that it's coming, that a big part of this is coming from the food and and the pressures we're putting on ourselves around our food and our bodies and our health and on all of these things. And when you think about like, if you're going out to eat, can you just go out and enjoy that experience? Or are you in your head all the time about how many calories does this have? Am I choosing the right thing? I already ate this today. Maybe I shouldn't eat that. I'm going to have to work it off. I'm going to have to earn it. You know, are you, are you thinking about all this stuff or can yeah, you just yeah, be there yeah. and relax and enjoy the conversation <laughs> and the company and all that and the food, right. you know, maybe you're going grocery shopping and it's the same things in your head, right? Oh, I bought this. I always buy these things. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm going to, I'm going to for sure eat the vegetables this week. So you load up your cart with vegetables and then you get to the, the grocery thing and then you're checking out and there's this candy. So you just this one time and the candy's gone by the time you get home and, <laughs> You know, the, the groceries yeah, just feel yeah. overwhelming, so you stick them all in the fridge to die the next week, right? Like, it's just, it's stressful, and yes. you can remove so much of that by learning a healthier relationship with that food, where it doesn't have to okay. be this, like, fight all the okay. time.
0: All right, so is this why you say, my clients learn to free themselves from their food struggles and be at peace with themselves and their bodies, at any size i feel like it kind of ties in with what you just explained to us
1: yeah yeah for sure i mean when we stop pressuring ourselves to uh-huh. to shrink our bodies or to change our bodies um and we stop pressuring ourselves to eat perfectly whatever we've just yeah. deci- decided that is for the moment um yeah. then it becomes a fun experience, right? Then food becomes this thing where we can really enjoy and, and explore creativity and enjoy other people's creativity in the way that they're doing this, explore the things that we actually like and want, um, you know, feel nourished and happy in our bodies after we eat. And because we've eaten, like a lot of people don't even eat that, like they're trying to restrict their food. So they're not even eating enough to be able to function. And right. so to be able to have that and we can have this joy and, and experience life and not hold ourselves back.
0: Yeah, great. So in light of all that, what would you say are some of the challenges that people face on a daily basis, inclusive of that self-accusation and that always being conscious of, should I, should I not? Oh my gosh, I ate that this morning. Should I eat that now for lunch and stuff? What are some of the other challenges mentally now do some of the clients that you deal with and the people that you help treat face? with regards to having a sort of free and open mind towards nutrition and dieting and the foods that they eat.
1: Yeah. I mean, a big one is that restriction piece, right? And then with that comes a lot of guilt and shame and judgment yeah, and yeah. all the negative yeah. voices. Oh, you're not good enough. You didn't do this. You failed. Um, the criticalness like all the time, right? Just yeah, And, it, and yeah. it overflows. It doesn't just stay in that one area of food, it just starts overflowing to the other areas and you're never quite right. good enough and you're always feeling and nobody will ever like you and all these lies that start coming in, right? Um, and and this idea that like food is overwhelming and you start believing all this stuff that doesn't have to be true. Uh, it's becoming true in your life because you've repeated it so many times that you're acting like mm. it is true, but it doesn't have to be true. And, you know, I think that we have an opportunity to show people that it's not true, right? Like yeah, yeah. people doing this kind of work, like you could be you could be free of this, right? You could experience something totally different and not be stuck in this. Like it always has to be the same. I wake up and instantly I'm starting to think about food and and what I ate yesterday and what I'm going to eat today. Like that is an all-consuming thing. There's no space for anything else. And when we start getting into that, it's like kind of heavy right it weighs on you you don't get that choice to like do anything else with your life
0: right right okay great so i want to just play a short little clip for you and (laughs) get your feedback Uh, you may have an idea what i'm going to play so let's go let's see hey peter hey what's going on is something wrong no 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 everything's everything's cool right now might be some problems later, but uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Tell me about that, the inspiration, the idea, and how you put it all together, because I think from a practical perspective, it is so effective.
1: Yeah, I, I just really like the audio uh, one. Um, <laughs> But I think it's so common, right? Like we, we say like, okay, we're going to do this. And when we make mm-hmm. a decision, it uses it uses energy, right? We have to put yeah. effort into that decision to, to follow yeah. through. When we make that decision using willpower yeah. and discipline, we're mm-hmm. using willpower and discipline the entire yes. time whenever we're reinforcing that decision. Those are limited right throughout ah. the day like we have a lot in the morning and then we just kind of like peters out during the evening so you get a lot of people feeling like i am for sure going to do this thing mm. this time it's going to be different mm-hmm. than every other time in the world i'm going to try here we go and maybe the first couple of decisions it's great you're feeling great and then yes. you've had a full day of work and you know things are going in your schedules nothing like you thought it would be and then Maybe just this one. No, I'm going to be good. No, and and it starts being this little thing. And then it starts being a bigger thing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: the example that I have is do not think about the purple elephant. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't think about it.
0: No. Yeah. But what are you going to think about, about it? Anyway?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but were you thinking about the purple elephant prior to me telling you not to think about it? No, no,
0: no, no. So no,
1: no. no willpower was needed before I told you, before I set up a rule saying, yes. you can't do this. Yes. And now you have to use so much discipline just to get it right. Eventually, you're going to be thinking about this purple elephant. I just created a situation for you that you are set up to fail. And that was what we were doing with people. That's what diets are doing every time. That's what even like wellness rules or like lifestyles and things like that. That's what they're doing is they're saying yeah. you can only eat this much sugar or you can only eat candy on the weekends or you can only eat food in between certain hours or you can only do these things. It's a set up to fail situation, right? <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. That's where you get this like once it's the first day and you're already messing up. What a burden to put on people!
0: Wow, yeah, that's quite intriguing. (laughs) Wow, so tell us a bit about the the tongue body brain alignment. Is that a technique? Is that a system? And how does it work, Shelley? Tell us.
1: Yeah, so the tongue body brain alignment is my way of explaining. It's a framework to explain and apply uh, Ah. a process called intuitive eating. So I have my specialty is in intuitive eating. And it's got 10 principles and it, you know, it's more theoretical. Okay. Um, and so people were having a really hard time conceptualizing, like, what does this mean? Um, there's a lot of resources out there, but I found that one of the quickest ways to describe it was this tongue-body-brain alignment. So that's why I created mm-hmm. it. Um, each e- Each piece of this is meant to give us information. So it doesn't yeah. mandate any decision. It just gives you information so you can make an informed okay. decision right so the tongue is uh your taste preferences in this moment and the body is how you feel now and how you'd like to feel after you eat and your brain is all the information and the the schedule knowledge and you know your knowledge of what's in the fridge and your knowledge of of how much time you have and and all the information and the patterns and like if you ate something and you got really sick you know most of us don't like that food anymore so yeah your brain stores that knowledge like, oh, I remember oh, back in yeah. the memories, right?
0: Yes, yes. And it
1: has knowledge of the the thoughts that you have around yourself and your food and everything. So that's often the piece that gets out of alignment really fast um, mm-hmm. because it looks innocuous, right? Oh, this is just nutrition information, but it's mm. false nutrition information or it's carrying all this judgment and shame. And yeah. then it twists that part of the brain to be out of alignment. So what you want is you want those three If you think of like three overlapping like in a triangle kind of, you know, there's somewhat overlapping. And so there's going to be a part in the middle that has all three overlapping. Right. That's going to be the most satisfying. It doesn't mean it's the right answer. It just means Uh it's the most satisfying answer. And we're talking about satisfaction as it's in this moment when you're eating and it's after you eat. So that's the difference between satisfaction and pleasure, right? Pleasure is all in this moment. So the tongue piece of that, the tongue is all focused on this moment, this is what I want to eat. Your body is probably thinking like, yeah, I'm hungry now. I could fit that. That that sounds good. I need some food, right? It's maybe not as, as picky about what foods as the tongue, but mm-hmm. it may also have some information about how much like quantity of food or um, you know, maybe, maybe certain foods, like if you have a lactose intolerance or something you know yeah, milk, yeah
0: yeah and
1: the tongue is like i want ice cream and your body's like i don't want to feel gassy afterwards <laughs> and and your brain's like i think ice cream has lactose like i don't know if this is a good idea but if yeah. your tongue is out of alignment your tongue's gonna be like let's eat the ice cream
0: wow and that's the
1: only thing right
0: yeah, that's gonna yeah. matter
1: is just that piece but it's out of alignment so it's not going to be as satisfying after you eat as maybe something else like maybe we're going to take the lactose free ice cream to honor the tongue and the body and the brain. Oh, that's a satisfying choice, right? Or we're going to take some enzyme and we're going to eat the regular ice, whatever it is. That way it's bringing it more into alignment.
0: Alignment, so yeah. That yeah.
1: You're you're more satisfied with the whole experience.
0: Wow. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Shelley. So I'm looking at the practical situation. Um, let's say someone is starting from zero scratch yeah. and they are having serious struggles with dieting and nutrition. They know that they are not getting enough of the necessary vitamins and nutriments. The body is not even retaining it. yeah. And they come to you, but they're going to start from scratch because they have never been involved in any nutritional program, weight loss program, nothing like that. What are some of the things that you're going to say to them to get them started in the right direction? And what is the mindset that they need to have? Because now they're going to have to change some habits. Yeah? yeah. How do they begin from scratch with your assistance?
1: Well, first off, it's going to be easier for them than somebody who's been on a lot of diets. That would be the first thing I say, because the more diets you've been on, the more you've tried to change this and it's become a problem. Like you've started Uh developing that weird relationship with food. The harder it is because you have to relearn that. If you're starting from scratch and you've never done this before, it's actually easier because you have okay. fewer weird things that you're unlearning. <laughs> all um, right. So I all just right. give them that encouragement. Like it might feel like this is all new and overwhelming and it's okay because it's mm-hmm. actually an easier path, right? Not right. to say that you can't do it. Cause I have the majority of my clients come from that like world of dieting. And they're like, I have done yeah. like every diet under the sun since I was eight. And I'm oh. like, okay, but that's okay. Cause you have help going through this process. And it doesn't, again, doesn't have to be overwhelming, but right. for the person who's new, we just start from the beginning, right? We say, okay, let's let's go with, let's not worry about the food. Let's make sure your mindset's set first, because we don't want to create a situation where now they're obsessed with their food, right? <laughs> so I, I want to establish the, the correct mindset first. So I teach that right. first. And then I say, okay, now let's go into the gentle nutrition side of things, where we're talking about like, hey, let's go do a variety. Let's do you know, uh, variety within the food groups, variety uh, across the food groups, we're not cutting anything out, you know, all foods are fine, they all fit, Um, making sure that they have that unconditional permission to eat, because even in a situation where they've never been in a diet.
0: Wow, come on back. seem to have lost Shelly there for a little bit. Yeah we lost her wow okay so I'm just gonna run this this ad here for now and hope that we get Shelly back soon at Andy's personal you get the added advantage of 23 years of business experience. Our core competencies include life and personal development coaching either individually or for your team. With me at the helm, you get someone that is Nationally accredited, as well as internationally recognized and awarded. So whether it's a conference, seminar, workshop, or a retreat, we will write your speech, executed with precision and value, to influence your audience and deliver your core message. We specialize in leadership, communication, and teamwork. In the end, everyone is happy. So, call us today at 868-290-2395 or send us an email at lovebitsa at gmail.com or visit our website at www.andyspersonaldevelopment.com We thank you in advance for making contact with us as we seek to become your partner in health, happiness, and prosperity. See you soon. Bye for now. Hey, we are still live and we are still waiting on Shelly to return. I don't know what's happening with her. And her system, she should have been back by now, we just lost her in the middle of a very intriguing and dynamic conversation about the nutrition mindset as she is that coach and majors in that area of helping people deal with nutrition and their dietary experiences, weight loss, and being able to be you know, comfortable and competent at setting their diets and dealing with their different levels of nutrition. Um, I've lost her, and I don't know what is happening with that. I have no communication at this time. So um, I'm going to wait until hopefully she gets back into the studio and we can continue and complete this uh, fantastic and intriguing episode. In the meantime, I'm going to play one more ad for us. So stand by are you hurting from withdrawal anxiety and burnout you need a solution you deserve health happiness and prosperity register for free for our webinar coming up in the month of march it can make the biggest yeah so what i did was that was the the video that was used for youtube and you know it's a short it's just about 15 minutes so just want to remind you about our webinar the registration which is free the power to overcome and this is the link here that you can use to register it's beginning on the 6th of march 2023 at 10 a.m ast it's a free webinar registration and it deals with the challenges of withdrawal anxieties and burnout and we're going to find a way to exclusively deal with anyone who is having those challenges and the best way in which they can manage themselves so that they can overcome, if not all, some of those challenges and live a better, valuable, informed, and fulfilling life. So we just want to remind you about that webinar registration. Uh, It's coming up on the 6th of March, 2023, and it's free, free, free. Um, The link is there on the screen, so you can register now in advance and keep that on your calendar as wow so shelly is back so stand by folks let me see if i can bring her into the studio hey shelly
1: hey sorry about that
0: that's okay that's okay let me see if i can get a better version of us here hold on a second i'm going to try this one okay great so we are back shelly we lost you for a minute we were concerned wondering what's happening (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, thank you for your concern. I don't know what's happening either. I am wondering that too. My computer was just like, there's no more internet. It's like, really? Wow. It's on my phone still. Wow. So it's okay. We just roll with it. But this is why, like flexibility, right? Just like in what we eat, it's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. I appreciate that. That's wonderful. By the way, let me just give you a reaction based on that. Let me see what I'm going to do. Wrong round of applause. Okay, great. So we were talking about someone who would have come to you and started from scratch, and you were explaining the differences of someone having started from scratch. It would be easier for them rather than someone who had come with, uh, I don't want to use the term excess baggage, but maybe challenges from the past that they have not properly resolved in their minds, and it creates further challenges. You want to kind of finish that, and then we can move on to something else?
1: Sure, sure. So um, I don't know what you heard, so it might be a little bit of a repeat, but I think That's I would our, start with the mindset piece, right? So yeah. We make sure that everything is, you know, basically like a, a check, right? Okay, are, yeah, are we yeah. thinking about our food in the right way so we can have that groundwork for the gentle nutrition in the future so that it's not just a diet? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd also check, depending on... Um, you know, how they're coming to me and and things like that, like, if they already have something in mind, like, oh, I have this condition or something, then that has to be uh, taken into consideration, right, when we're talking about nutrition and, and when we're talking yeah. about, um, you know, what to do around that. Like, sometimes there's more mm-hmm. urgency to bring in the nutrition piece a little earlier. But okay. often it's still fine because um, I was saying that, you know, before we knew nutrition science, we actually – we're living and thriving and eating still, okay. right? Like okay. <laughs> it's right. kind of yeah. built into our bodies to be able to know how to to eat in a way that makes sense yeah. for the human body. Um, right. And so, if we start there, like just having the right mindset, a lot of this works itself out, and then we can fine tune with the nutrition.
0: Yeah, great. Okay, so Shelly, I'm gonna play something for you, and it may be maybe a bit unconventional or controversial because um, your take on it is quite different from what people may be normally accustomed to or accustomed to hearing. So I'm going to run it for about two and a half minutes, and I want to get your take on it. Very important aspect of all what we are discussing right now. So,
1: Hi, I'm Shelley, nutrition mindset coach and dietitian, and today I'm going to be talking a little bit about self-talk, um, the mental dialogue that goes on um Every, every day, like all the time, uh, sometimes it's positive and sometimes it's negative. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about something that I've been learning about um, that kind of goes against a lot of the recommendations that we hear to have like, oh, just think positive or have some positive statements that you tell yourself. Um, and the reason I want to share this is because there's actually been research that shows that it may be harmful to use positive statements about yourself if you don't actually believe them. So for example. If you're having a really challenging day, um, body-wise, and you you are supposed to say to yourself, "I am feeling great, I am beautiful, and I am strong, and I love my body," and you don't feel like that at all, that gap is actually going to mean it is actually going to make that statement, that use of that statement, really harmful. Um, so the reason this happens, they they thought there were a lot of reasons, um, the theories uh, of why this could be. kind of involve, like, when you have a belief that is very far from a belief that you already hold, um, that gap widens and you double down on the thing that you already believe. So if this is in contrast, like, if you are supposed to be using your positive statement, it's really in contrast to how you're feeling right now, what you believe about your body right now, or what you believe about yourself right now, um, that you're going to reject the statement about the the one that you don't believe, and you're going to double down on your, your stand over here. So now you're going to feel even worse. That you're going to feel like, yes, for sure, your body is terrible. Um, another reason that this might happen is because if if that gap shows, yes, this is your ideal over here, and you're very far from it, then you might feel like, oh, I'm I'm so far away from my goals. I'm so far, and you're going to that that gap between where you want to be and where you are is going to feel really uncomfortable, like. You know, If it's a little gap, you're like, oh, yeah, that that could be, like, I can do that. If it's a really big gap, now you have this hopelessness feeling too. So now you feel like you're already feeling bad, and it's just going to stay this way because the gap is too big. Um, So we don't want that to happen, obviously. So some of the things that they say um, are to shorten that that gap. Um, When you're using a statement that is too far away, that is too all-encompassing, and just feels really unrealistic, uh, the chance that you're going to agree with that anyway because a lot of those statements that we're encouraged to to use are really, um, they're like so broad and supposed to be so extreme that pretty much we're going to find something wrong with them, right? So we're going to be like, oh, you know, I am beautiful all the time, but what about that one time when I didn't feel beautiful or when somebody told me I wasn't beautiful? Then okay that statements like wrong all the time like now it's always wrong right because you if you're using an extreme and always or a never that it only takes one thing to disprove that um so to to not be using those like all encompassing statements um but to use something that is closer to where you feel like you are right now so that's one thing um and i'll talk a little bit about how that
0: all right so like i said It may be a bit controversial or unconventional. And it's a new twist on affirmations and the things that people repeat, thinking that it's going to work. But you're also hinting in a very strong way on the level of belief that exists in the individual's mind when they say these things because of the gap that can exist as a result or as a minus. Because you're saying it, but it's not up there in the head where it matters the most. Elaborate a little bit on that because so many people think otherwise and they just go on repeating stuff all the time and expecting things to happen and it, it doesn't work out and they, they're they always wondering why.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's the same thing when we're talking about like going from I hate my body to I love my body. um there's that concept of body neutrality where you don't hate your body or you don't love your body. It's just there. It's, it's just your body, right? And there it is. Yeah. And that's a much easier place to get to than I love my body when you're already like so used to picking it apart and you hate it so much. And it's that same idea of let's make incremental steps toward your goal. If maybe you do want to love your body. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you just want to stop hating your body body neutrality is a great place to go then, and it may not even be that, you know, um, that you can get there, like, maybe that's too far away, so maybe we're just going to say, what's the, what's the most believable next step that you can go from where you are right now, so we just take the next step, like, I have a body, I forget who said that one, I, I really liked that, I, I didn't come up with it, but somebody came up with, if it's too far to go from, like, that step, then just start with, I have a body. Okay. And just get comfortable with that statement that you right. have a body because some people are saying like, I wish I didn't even have a body, right? Like They, they wow. just cannot get over
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: all the hatred that they have built up and, and that people have given uh-huh. them and that they've taken on. It's just really hard. So um, yeah, wherever that the smallest step is because it's the most believable and it's going to be the easiest for us to get to, right? The next step, the next step, and we can build on that.
0: Wow. So I'm going to ask you, Shelley, to share with us your expertise on some practical foods that people love or they choose to eat, particularly at certain times of the day. Um, a cheeseburger. What is the nutritional value in a cheeseburger? And if, if someone actually has to eat it, what is the best time? Now, I know there are so many other things surrounding that question. But from a professional perspective, what are your take uh, on a cheeseburger?
1: Remember that I'm an all-foods-fit person. Um, Right. So a cheeseburger, you asked about the nutritional value of a cheeseburger. Yeah. So there are some things that, you know, when we come to the the gentle nutrition side of things, which is why I don't talk about this too much publicly because I don't know where people are in the mindset piece first, right?
0: You're right. Right, right.
1: Um, because if I say something and somebody's not ready to hear it and they're really deep in dieting, it will make that worse. Um, mm. Because this just becomes another rule, right? Um, yeah, but if somebody's yeah. in a neutral place and they can yeah. take this information neutrally and helpfully and, and their brain is in alignment still, great. Um, so I think I'm going to be a little more, I'm going to skew on the cautious side here. Um, <laughs> but, but I would say, you know, a cheeseburger has, assuming that it's, like, uh, some kind of protein patty plus, you know, the, yeah, the yeah. bread or something. Yeah. You've so got carbohydrates, you've got fats, you've got proteins, and that's a really well-balanced meal when you're uh, thinking about it that way. Same with pizza. Pizza, right. because it has, like, cheese or, or proteins on it, that's proteins, there's fats, there's carbohydrates. So you're actually yeah. getting a really well-balanced meal, in our our bodies really enjoy it when we eat those three macronutrients together um the carbohydrates fats and proteins so Mm -hmm. it actually is really good like it it is very satisfying in that way and again remember we talked about like satisfaction is the goal right Uh. if if that's what you want like satisfaction is the goal um because that helps us know when it when it's not just pleasurable in the moment but when it's satisfying overall even Mm -hmm. after you eat that's, that's probably a good indicator. Like, that alone actually helps you um, have a healthier diet overall. Even – so the weird thing about this, like, you're asking about specific foods, but the thing about this is when there's research done around people who are trying to eat specific foods, like being healthy, they're actually less healthy than the people who are just trying to go for satisfaction and do these principles of intuitive eating and, and not focusing so hard on, like, the nutrition directly. They're actually just focusing on, hey, let me go back into a balanced way of eating, fixing my relationship with food, and the rest works itself out. So everything we have, everything that we eat has some kind of nutritional value. Like I think I have a social media post on like, you know, go ahead and eat what you want. Like I'm eating like a candy thing. Okay, that's carbohydrates, right? And, yes, it doesn't always act the same in our bodies, but it – like that's – you know, we're not ignoring nutrition science here. Carrot is not the same as carrot cake. But morally, the carrot is the same as the carrot cake. It's all just food and it's all neutral. And when we can get to that point, the faster we can get to that point, the healthier we will be and the healthier we will eat. And there's research to support that. So while the cheeseburger is like villainized, it's actually a really satisfying food for most people. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, it can feel heavy, right? It can feel heavy. So you ask about timing. So if it feels really heavy and you're about to go do a workout right after that, you probably don't Uh want to eat it.
0: Or yeah, if you're going to go to yeah. bed,
1: a lot of people don't sleep mm. well when they have something really heavy sitting in their stomach like that. Yeah, so, you yeah, know, yeah. you know your body, though. You already knew the answer to those things, right? As soon as I said that situation, you're like, oh, yeah. So you already kind of know, right? The body information, that's what I'm talking about. is like, how do you want to feel after you eat? And your brain yes. has this idea of like, after this, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And if it's not going to be a comfortable feeling, that's not satisfying, yeah. right?
0: Right, right, right. Wow. (laughs) Interesting. Thanks for sharing, Shelley. So let me me go to a different level. Um, I wonder sometimes if, like, for example, on practical experiences with some of your clients, uh, if the challenges that they have with nutrition and eating disorders, if that somehow transfers to other aspects of their lives, And it affects them in a negative way and they kind of lose a certain amount of discipline and so on. Do you get that feedback? Do you get that sense of hopelessness sometimes coming from uh, some of your clients that the eating disorder and stuff sort of interferes with other aspects of their life and they have like an extra problem or extra layer of problem that they have to deal with?
1: Yeah, um, I think the more disordered your relationship with food is, the more likely there is other things going on in your life too. Um, so I often uh, work with people who are working with counselors or therapists, right? Um, and yeah, they yeah. actually, you know, I think the clients who come either with some experience of working with a counselor or are in counseling right now, um, they actually have some of the higher success rates because they're more used to okay. doing the work that's required to change their relationship with food, and and they're more used right. to addressing the other aspects of their life because it's we don't just eat in isolation, right? Like this is not. The only thing we're doing in our whole lives is eating, except for when we're getting to the point where it's a really severe eating disorder, sometimes it can take over your life. And it seems like the only thing I ever get to do is think about my food or eat or what I'm not eating or whatever. Right.
0: Yeah. And it does. It
1: takes over that life. Um, Again, I forget who said this, the phrase, but it's, um, it's been called the life thief Mm -hmm. that it will steal your life. Right. Like it just takes away joy. It takes away all your hobbies it takes away all your friends Um, so when we're talking about that severe yeah it it definitely impacts but even less severe um, there's usually something else going on when we have that disordered relationship Mm. with our food
0: yeah 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 interesting wow okay so we are coming to the end of our episode and we have had a very interesting and informative conversation with Shelly just far Shelley, let's let's imagine that you have the opportunity to speak to the world about their approach towards dieting, nutrition, and any form of eating disorder. And you had a package of words that you'd like to say to them. What would you say to them that would help them to understand that they don't really have a challenge, but they just need to do certain basic things Make certain changes, maybe habitual, maybe mental, but there's a way in which they can manage their nutrition and eating disorder much better than they are currently doing now. What would you say to them?
1: I think I'd say it's not your fault that yeah. you are in this situation. Um, you know, a lot of times you're you're trying your hardest. You don't know how. Yeah to do this any other way because this is how you were taught right yeah. so um okay it's gonna be okay you you just need to get yourself a different teacher you, you just need to figure out how you can <laughs> get the support to move out of yeah. the situation because it's not your fault and you can totally learn different skills um, and have that different right. story around right. food and yourself
0: okay great wonderful so i'm just gonna put up something on the screen here now And I want you to also tell people how they can make contact with you um, if they need your services, your professional um, advice on how they can deal with dieting and eating disorders and their choices. Just share your hashtag information with them, Shelly.
1: Yeah, so my Instagram handle is Confident Nutrition Travels. My website is confidentnutritionnow.com. Yeah. Um, and I think from those two, you can probably get to everything else.
0: Oh, okay. Great. Wonderful. I think I may have your website. Let me see if I did put it on here. Boom. I think that's it. So that they can actually see it. Um, yeah. scrolling over at the top. Shelly Confident Nutrition Now at ConfidentNutritionNow.com. Shelly yeah, at Confident that's Nutrition my- Now.
1: Yep. That's my email address. If you wanted to check out my website, just take out the Shelly at part. And it's just that confident nutrition now.com. Yeah. yeah, And you can reach me there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Thanks for sharing. Shelly, you have been an amazing and very informative guest, and we, we wish that you now we wish we hope don't like using the word wish somehow or the other. We hope that you have so much success and continued progress in whatever you're planning to do going ahead, uh one final question: What does the future hold for you in terms of the work that you do? Uh, are there any new developments, new research techniques, information that is coming on stream? Are you planning to do a book uh What's new for Shelley as, as you look at your future going forward with your areas of core competence?
1: Yeah, well, eventually I'll have a book um Ah. right now i'm i'm working on the joyful nourished and free program um Uh and you can find out more about that on the website um but it's a 12-week program for for women who are interested in the work that i do and developing that joyful and uh and healthy relationship with their food right to break free like all the things that we've been talking about so far
0: okay wonderful thanks for sharing so now i'm just I'm just going to give them a 10 seconds, say thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting our program. Thanks for supporting our show. And on behalf of Shelly and myself, we are saying from Andy's personal development in the breakout room, remember the three key words. It's health, happiness, and prosperity. And with Shelly's help and my information, you can get there. All right. So in the meantime, remain. Peaceful, remain loving, remain kind, and remember that we all have a story that matters. Everyone is important, okay? Until next time, this is Andy and our guest Shelly saying so long, Godspeed, shalom, namaste. Bye for now. See you next time, guys. Take care. Hold on, Shelly.